Cheerio! It's a British blue rush today. Big Blue crosses the pond to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Bloody Packers. Speaking of quarterbacks, who is the Giants quarterback on Sunday? Will it actually be Davis Webb? Holy shnikes. The injury situation is not pretty for Brian Dable's 3-1 squad. We will preview Giants Packers at Tottenham Hotspur. Say that three times. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and make our predictions. It's all next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back to Blue Rush. It's our Giants podcast from the New York Post. We don't have a guest today, but we got you covered on the game across the pond as your three and one New York Giants are going to take on the three and one Packers in London. Most fittingly, I'm Brandon London, and I'm here with my co-host, the Scotsman, two-time Super Bowl champ kicker, Lawrence Tynes, and Giants beat writer for the New York Post, Paul Schwartz. And we're going to be there at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Let's get right into this, fellas. Hey, Tynes, you've been over the pond. You've played over there before. Paul, you've been over there as well. I mean, the Giants are back. The Packers don't look like the Green Bay Packers we're used to seeing, and and they've been putting in some uh, shaky football out there, a shaky product of football. This could be a win for the New York football Giants. Tell me I'm crazy, but I'm not. Yeah, you're well, you're a little bit of both, but at the same time, the Packers are just breaking in some new receivers. I think there's a lot of youth on that football team. Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. They've got two running backs that kind of remind you of a Zeke Elliott slash Tony Pollard. You got A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who's averaging almost seven yards a carry. The thing I'm most interested in this game is who is going to be the Giants quarterback. We don't know that. You know, Paul's been in the locker room or maybe will be this week before he heads over. So that is the big question for this football team to see if they can even compete on Sunday in London. Yeah, look, this is the uh, third time for the Giants in London. The Packers have never been in London. They're the last team in the league that's never been in London. You know, the Packers, Lawrence, did you ever play in Lambeau Field? I forget. You played in Lambeau a couple I've of times. I've been there. Right? I've been there. You've yes. been there. Yeah, you've, you've, you've kicked in, London, in, in Lambeau. You know, it's hard to get the... Packers out of Lambeau, you know, so they're the last team. They gave up a home game. They're playing in London. And um, the Giants, the first two, which you were at, I was at the Dolphins were not a big, you know, the Giants were a much bigger draw than the Dolphins. The Dolphins were terrible then. Uh, they didn't have a win. Then uh, several years later, the Rams, Rams don't even draw great in L.A., right? Or in St. Louis, they drew better. So uh, this is the first time of the three the Giants are going to London, and it is a fair fight as far as fandom, right? I mean, I think the Giants have more fans internationally, I would say, than the Packers, but there'll be a lot of Packers green and gold there, a lot of Giants, you know, white and blue and red. Uh, It'll be an interesting dynamic there because uh, it hasn't been this way either time the Giants have been there, where it's a fair fight to franchise long-standing franchises. Yeah. 
When you're talking about the Packers and why they gave up this home game in Lambeau, they have the biggest following. It's the Packers and the Patriots when it comes to fandom in Europe. I've been over there a bunch of times, spoken with uh, the NFL Europe and, and those guys, even the NFL Academy over there. The Packers, okay, the fans didn't want to do it, but the NFL kind of leaned on them a little bit because it could be a home game for them, an international home game for that. People are going to be out there. Giants fans are show up heavy out there. But I think this is the first time that we've had two teams with a winning record play each other over there in London. I think this is going to be great for the international series. It's going to be great obviously, for the Green Bay Packer organization. I, again, the fans who own part of the team, they're going to be upset. But when we're talking about growing the game, I think this is going to be the biggest and best game for them. You mentioned earlier times who the Giants were going to have at quarterback. It was a fair fight in my eyes up until, I mean, nothing against Davis Webb and uh, the reports that the team worked out Jake Fromm earlier today, which I was like, you shouldn't even. Whoa, whoa, the, you that. said the Giants worked out Jake Fromm today? They worked out. Am I am I right, Paul? Giants worked uh, out. Jake you, Fromm and A.J. McCarron, the former Alabama quarterback. Oh, my God. You might as well bring me over there to take snaps. Well, look, look, look. <laughs> let's not let's. Let's not do the Twitter craziness. Jake Fromm's not going to play. If Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor can't play, Davis Webb starts. They need to have a second quarterback active. Jake Fromm knows the system. Uh, he was with in Buffalo yep. with Joe Shane and, more importantly, Brian Dable. He's a smart guy. He's not an NFL quarterback, but he's number four in the list right now. Uh, maybe they'll sign A.J. McCarron. I guess he had an ACL last year. Uh, so, you know, there is familiarity. Uh, McCarron was with the Bills in 2018. There you go. Now you got Brian Dable. They also, I believe, brought in Brian Lewerke, the former uh, Michigan State quarterback. He was with the Giants a little last year. They cut him. This new regime cut him before OTAs. So I don't know if he knows anything with the system or not. Look, this is emergency stuff here. This is emergency stuff. I'm interested, you know, uh, Lawrence, I know you're very outspoken about this. I asked Brian Dable about this the other day on a Zoom, and um, he didn't go for it. I said, are the Giants going to be even more careful? Is there more pressure on NFL teams now in response to the Tua Tagoviola concussion and the way that was mishandled by the Dolphins? A team's going to be more careful. He said, look, we're careful with all our players. It's not more. It's not less. It's care. But I wonder, you know, are they going to be able to put guys like Julian Love, who had a concussion, and Tyrod Taylor, who had a concussion, and both were forced out of the game against the Bears? Is it going to be a bad optic to have them on the field seven days later? I don't know. They also have to travel to London, which if you got any kind of impairment, that's no fun to go six, seven hours on a flight, right? And to have a coach who got emotional when talking about Tua, it would be an extreme bad look if they put Tyrod Taylor out there after kind of uh, after having to fly over and he looked visibly uh, disoriented. So I see, or I'm predicting that Davis Webb would be the quarterback or will be the quarterback. Is he mobile enough to get it done if he is the starting quarterback and Daniel Jones can't go? Because they, there were reports saying that if Daniel can't move around, can't run a little bit, and you're seeing that's what the quarterback is having to do within this offense – while this offensive line continues to shore up their pass rushing, you're going to have to have some sort of mobility. But I feel confident in Davis Webb's knowledge of the system, but you got to put him out there with some weapons. I can't have a third string quarterback out there 
with no one to throw to, especially because Green Bay is going to try and stop the run and stop the offense, a.k.a. 2-6 Staquan Barkley. If Davis Webb is your starter, it would be nice if they brought back Alex Bachman. I mean, that's kind of his go-to guy, right? He, he That's his little slot guy from training camp. But if they do get Wandell back in Kadarius, I actually have a lot of confidence in Davis Webb. Maybe it's just because of what I saw in the preseason, but he, you know, there's different levels of preseason. He was in such command of that offense. Now, regular season is different. I understand that. But a healthy Davis Webb right now is better than a hobbled Daniel Jones. You know, if Tyrod can make it back, which I think there's still a small chance, Brandon. I I don't know how bad that concussion was. I'm, I'm sure it's bad. A concussion is bad. We're not minimizing it. But one week, you know, Daniel played after a week of with a really bad one last year. And, of course, obviously with all the spotlight on these players right now and the whole concussion deal, I don't mind seeing Davis Webb. You know, I actually – uh you know, last time we were there, my my game, our game, we played against Cleo Lemon. Who remembers that quarterback? <laughs> Cleo Lemons. Cleo. And the, and the, the winless, winless that game Dolphin. stunk, too. And it was muddy. It was sucked. that the worst field you've ever played on, Lawrence? All time. And then, you know, I'm warming up on the sideline, kicking into the net, and the little Wembley field keepers are like, hey, you can't kick over here. Take your balls. I'm like, what? What do you mean I can't kick over here? I'm playing in a game they're like you're tearing up the bloody field move so we had to like i had to go get security and say can you tell this idiot that i need to warm up over here see that's and- just what we want that's just what we want an international incident happening because the the, the hot-blooded scottish kicker they is don't like english the we don't like english people what do they call them bobbies the bobbies over there that's calling the police them that's Look, the Lawrence, they saw you, you know, they saw you, this big strapping giant player with your big heavy cleats. They probably said, this is not a dainty little Premier League soccer player. This this massive man is going to mess up our beautiful field, well, which was they really did. bad. You it know? was tough. It was very tough. I missed a short field goal. I made one. It was a tough, tough game. I had a really tough time out there. Um, hey, it, but- it didn't bother wheels Eli Manning. From That's rushing, a, running into still his longest carry of his career, right? Yeah, what a play on, on foreign. The longest carry of Eli Manning's career, fittingly, came on British soil, not American soil. Yes, right? the hollowed grounds of Wembley Stadium. It, Luckily, they'll be playing against. I mean, they'll be playing at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is state of the art now. So they'll have it'll be a good field to play. Is that on. grass, Brandon? Is that a grass field? Uh, is tur is it turf? Is it hybrid? Is it? I think they bring in a new field, don't they? Kind of have like the. It the, didn't the, look like turf sat Sunday when I watched I mean, the Vikings I mean, th- game. This is this or, or was grass. this stadium was built with NFL in mind, obviously with Tottenham in mind first and foremost. But it's totally retrofitted for the NFL. I think they have a field that kind of slides in, which is a grass field. You know, they would. You know, all the Premier League fields are grass but they will not let them play on the soccer grass. It's much thinner. It's much more delicate. You know, an NFL team can't play on that. I think they have an NFL. It's field. for the foot fairies. They used to call them the foot fairies, soccer players. That's what they call soccer players, <laughs> foot fairies. That, no, that's what I call kick, NFL kickers. Actually. Yeah, that's fine. That's yeah. fine. That's okay. I've heard it. And what, another reason if we had to play Tyrod Taylor, if we had to play Davis Webb this game, Bailey Zapp, Zappe, Bailey Zappy, Zappy, the, Zappy. Third, Zappy. Yep. the third string quarterback for the Patriots, when uh, Hoyer got knocked out, went 10 for 15 for 99 yards. Hoyer was five for six for 37 before he got knocked out with his concussion. 
Green Bay tried to stack the box. The Patriots offense were able to run all over them, 152 yards on 32 combined carries between their two running backs. If that doesn't scream Giants offense, then I don't know what else does. And we have a better running back than the Patriots. Yeah. They're, you know, we're giving up the fourth most yards defensively. The Patriots are giving up the 10th most. So I think you'll see a lot of running backs in this game. And oh, by the way, I think Joe Judge was calling those plays up in New England, if that tells you anything. I think there's a there's a chance here. Obviously, you got to somehow find a way to get turnovers on defense. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. But like I said, I tweeted it out earlier. We don't have an interception this season. It's kind of bizarre. We have turnovers, but we don't have any interceptions. So Aaron Rodgers is tough, as you guys know. He does not turn the ball over very much. After the game against the Bears, Xavier McKinney, obviously the very good young safety. I was talking to him about, you know, the next challenge. And he said, we, I, I think, how did he phrase it? He said, we have to make sure our stuff is right. You know what I mean? He didn't say the word stuff is right. Now, look, they know who they played, right? They played Ryan Tannehill. They've played Baker Mayfield. They played a backup, Cooper Rush, who played well, but he's still a backup. And they played Justin Fields, who was the 32nd ranked passer. Uh, Mayfield is the 30th ranked passer. So this is a major major upgrade and you know you can get lulled a little bit right into doing things when you have a team that really doesn't pass the ball well so um Aaron Rodgers is not having a great season for him you know his his passer rating I think is 10 points lower than his career average but he's Aaron Rodgers as you mentioned Lawrence you know the weapons are not first rate they're not second rate but they're not like premium primetime weapons, you know, Alan Lazard, uh, the rookie, they got Romeo Dobbs from Nevada. He leads the team in, in, in uh, receiving, you know, they've got uh, Robert Tanyan, the, um, the tight end, you know, they've got some people who can play and Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be in London. He's going to want to put on a show. I would think, you know, Aaron Robinson, the giants cornerback, he left the game with a knee injury. He's not going to play this week. Julian Love, who plays every single snap, every game on defense, left the game with a concussion. Now, he said he tweeted he'll be fine. That's not how it works, right? You got to go through the five, you know, the five stages of protocol. We'll see if he'll be fine. We'll see. Sometimes guys come back and they're cleared to play, but they're just not right. He's got a long flight, as we mentioned. So, you know, it's rough. Big thing would be if Leonard Williams can play. And I think he has a chance to play. I really do. You know, he jokes about taking tiger blood and, you know, being indestructible. It was the first game he missed in his career. I think he is a quick quick healer. I think he can play. And, oh, by the way, Dexter Lawrence played maybe the best game of his career last week. So that one-two punch will be very helpful against Aaron Jones. Very helpful. And if you think about Aaron Rodgers not turning the ball over, he threw a pick six last week. So it's one of those things I tweeted. You had tweeted something uh, earlier times and people were talking about how he doesn't give it up. It's going to be by committee. If you're a defender, you have to be there can't be any easy throws or in that easy catches because we're used to him not having a lot of weapons, but he always had a WR1. He always had Adams there or, or Greg Jennings or someone to just throw it up, play above the X's and O's. Now you're seeing his receivers, which are probably better receiver room than what we have, but they're struggling. Some of them are struggling getting open. They're getting open with their speed, but you see Romeo Dobbs drop a, a game winner earlier. 
You see guys like Christian Watson, the rookie, he dro- he's dropping some balls as well. And you see Rodgers get visibly frustrated at times with his receivers. So the one thing to force a quarterback like that to throw a pick is you have to have bodies around the pass catcher to where that tip ball, if it's your day, that tip ball is not going to go into the ground or be a pass breakup. It's going to go into someone's hands like it did back in 2016 against the Rams with Dominic DRC tipped the ball. Landon Collins, who we're probably going to get into talking about as well, had a pick six against the Rams that year out at Twickenham Stadium. So it's about getting guys around the pass, pass catcher. And I think the Giants defense, they're due for that first pick. But it's going to come down to the edge rush, the pass rushers getting there, stopping the run, and having bodies by the pass catcher. Yeah, you know, the Packers can get after you, too, on defense. This kid, Rashawn Gary from Paramus Catholic, local kid, played in Michigan. He's got five sacks already. Jair Alexander is probably one of the top two or three corners in the game, which is great because we don't have a number one he needs to lock down. So what a useless player the Packers have. Who cares? Who are you going to guard? Who, who would – who who would this cornerback want on the Packers if they say he likes to travel with the best receiver? Who would he go with? Yeah. Take a dart and just throw it at a name. Man. Just close your eyes, take a dart, and just I, throw it. I would go have him guard Andrew Thomas. That's our best player on offense outside of Saquon. I mean, I mean, really, you imagine him lining up across from David Sills or something like that, or Darius Slayton. You know, you mentioned it would be nice to have Kadarius Tony and Wandale Robinson back. I mean, first of all, with Robinson, I mean, he has done nothing. You know, I don't think he's ready. I mean, I'd be very surprised if I, you know, Wednesday, Thursday this week, he's on the practice field, he's ready to roll. You know, you Usually you see, you guys know how it is, the week before you kind of see the buildup, right? Ah, he's doing some things. He's in individual drills, not quite ready yet. I haven't seen, maybe I'm wrong, I haven't seen Wandale in any individual drills. So, you Did know, they say what he had? Was it knee? Just, they, they just said knee, okay. Probably an MCL is probably what it is. And, you know, it's going to be a month, which is, you know, he's still he's still out. Kadarius Tony, we can go crazy. I don't like ripping guys for being hurt. It's a fact. It's not a rip job. You know, he's not available enough. He's hurt again. It's just the way it is. Is he dogging it? I doubt it. Does he need to toughen up? Maybe. But when's the last time a wide receiver went out with a bad hamstring? It doesn't happen very often. So, you know, is he not taking care of himself right? Is he unlucky? Is he is he wound too tight? Is he not stretching enough? I mean, you guys know all this better than I do. I mean, some guys are prone to it. Some guys aren't. And some guys need to learn. Amani Toomer, when he started it, could not stay healthy. He learned. He learned how to take care of his body. He had an ACL. He used to stretch muscles I never knew anyone had, and he stayed healthy after that. Do you know what's funny about the NFL when I came into the NFL and you see all these chiseled bodies? and Man, the dudes that look the best are the ones that are always hurt. But then, I'm not going to say names, but we had a linebacker that looked like <laughs> Excuse my language. He never missed a game. <laughs> I had one. I played with one in Kansas City. He was a perennial all-pro player out of Texas. I'll just give you that much. He looked like crap with his shirt off. But, man, those dudes just never got hurt. They weren't tightly wound. You know, I don't know if there's something to that, Paul, like you mentioned, because he is – I bet you Kadarius is 3 4% body fat, yeah, probably he's, in that he's, Dominic he's Hickson. Yeah. That Dominic Hickson mold who was just literally a muscle. That's all he was with a little bit of water weight. So – Hopefully he can figure it out because you can tell he he brings something to this team that is actually to this league that some people have never seen before. And this is a game where his skill set, this is this could be if he plays. And I don't like the could be's and all because we like to talk about the guys who are available. But just think from being in the doghouse 
if throughout Big Blue and the, the fans piling on him, jumping on him, if this game he comes in five catches, 80 yards, touchdown, then they could use his hand, his his arm in some of the packages, possibly let him throw because he can throw out of everyone. If he had to be a, a if last week he was available, he probably would have been the quarterback that week, you know, last week. But this is just one the NFL is set up to be a comeback league, you know, an opportunity league. And this is one of those opportunities for him in a game like this to step in if he can step in and go. But a lot of people, Paul, you look online, no one's even talking about the Galladay's and the Kadarius Tonys anymore. Crazy. No one's even bashing because now you're getting called Galladay's late. out, right? You're being Galladay's, out. Galladay's out. He's out. I think he got hurt blocking. Blocking. And it was great block. He was he, blocking, he, he was blocking well. He did block well. I mean, I'll give him that last week. He, he did, did block well. He did. He's a $72 million, pretty good downfield blocker. I mean, that's, look, to his credit, he's not gone in the tank. He can't get open. He might as well block. I don't think Tony's going to play. I just don't think he's ready. You know, I, I didn't see it this week. I'm sorry, Brandon. Look, you're out there. Do you see him on the precipice of being ready to play? No. Nah. No, 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 you know, no, and, 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 I, I, no. I mean, it's you, you. I mean, I have to be honest, and it's not like bashing. Where's Bachman? Play. Where's Alex Bachman? Get him back in the building. He well, he's a chain mover, that kid. And you guys were talking about. Look, you you kind of think you know you're intrigued by Davis Webb. You look great in the preseason. Look, Davis Webb cannot move like Daniel Jones. He cannot. He cannot throw the ball like Daniel Jones. He's got some skills. So you're taking the quarterback out of an offense that struggles to score 20 points a game with a great running back, terrific run blocking, marginal pass protection, right? Marginal, sometimes good, sometimes not good. They have to roll out the quarterback 80% of the time to avoid him getting crushed and receivers who can't get open. Why do we think that Davis Webb is going to miraculously go to London and move this team down the field and score 25 points? Well, we don't. We're just being optimistic. But do you think maybe you'll see a package of Saquon with maybe 20 snaps at quarterback with this read? You know, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I mean, I know. I'm just I'm just thinking outside the, the, the Packers box saw that last week. Right. The Bears kind of were surprised by that. The Packers saw it. They're going to scout it. And when he's in the backfield with Matt Breida, you know, they get because he can't. The thing is, there's no threat of Saquon throwing the football. No. Right. So you don't play don't any. So, no. You're not going to play any pass. Now, if Kadarius is available, like Brandon's saying, then you got to then you may have something there. So um, I would hate that Kadarius comes back in place like a wildcat quarterback. You know, I don't know. I'd like to see him get the ball in space. And, and and look, dependability. Right. You know, we mentioned maybe he would. Yeah, they, the they're not going to trust it. Uh, yeah. They're not going to have a guy taking a direct snap unless they think I am sure he's going to get the direct snap and not put the ball on the ground or not hand it off into someone's hip. So they look, it's not what these guys are used to doing, even though they practice it. Saquon was flawless with the ball handling. I don't even think to this point they trust Kadarius if he can be healthy. He was fairly invisible running patterns. So I don't think they're going to have him in a ball handling situation. I, I wouldn't think so. But like I said, I think it's probably a moot point. I don't think he's ready to play. Times you just you just brought up, I don't know, PTSD for me in my NFL career, talking about Saquon getting 20 saps, snaps in that Wildcat. Remember when I got claimed off of waivers by Miami and I left when I went down to Miami it was the birth of what? Ronnie Wildcat. Brown. What did Ronnie Brown? Ronnie Brown. We went up to the Patriots, the second game of the season, and we ran for like 260-something yards on them easy. We ran that Wildcat all year. 
And people, they didn't start catching on and stopping it until later on in the year when we played the Ravens and then the Patriots the second time. So being the brilliant football minds that Mike Kafka and Brian Dable are, I see them adding little nuances to that package because, yeah, you saw the run part of it, and now you're preparing to start stop the run. But then the following week, offensive coordinator Dan Henney added in the counter with Ricky Williams. We had Patrick Cobbs, our third running back, leaking out to the flats. Ronnie Brown making throw like short throws. I guess uh, you never know. Put Saquon on your fantasy because he's about to take a lot of snaps in that wild. Weird game. things can happen over in London. I mean, this is a conundrum, but I guess by whatever they do tomorrow, whoever they sign or don't sign, that'll give us a pretty good indication of what to expect. So, and, we'll and how about one tomorrow. other guy? David Sills was a quarterback at West Virginia, right? There you go, six four. You know, I mean, he's not going to be a wildcat, but you run a little, a little. Uh, you know, receiver screen or a little, a little something or other, and maybe behind the line of scrimmage, you know, look, they're going to have to figure out something. If, if they can keep this game close, they're going to, they're going to have to score on some kind of gadget or a punt return or a kickoff return or a fumble. Yeah. They're going to have to, do you know, the Packers, believe it or not, the giants actually average more points offensively than the Packers do by a small margin, but it's still, that tells you a little bit about where the Packers are right now offensively with some of these young receivers the two backs are the focal point they will be the focal point i'm assuming because of the giants do give up five yards carry aj Dillon and aaron jones are you know you're going to get a heavy dose of that just like the uh the cowboys gave us zeke and pollard i mean that's what you're going to get and then that'll set up play action but yeah it's going to be a run another running game it seems like another old school between the tackles if you can and if you don't fall behind i mean the giants have done a great job of not falling behind you know we always say right why didn't why did you only run it six times in the second half why didn't saquon well you're down 21 to three you can't be running the ball on first and 10 at your own 25 too often so let's see you know this is the greatest challenge i know the packers you know don't score a lot of points they only scored seven in their opener against the vikings that was a you know they laid an egg in that game and they played the bucks and won what 14 to 12 the bucks have a really good defense you know so you know that was that was that that's a really good defense although although paul real quick one thing i'm looking up as you're talking we're actually averaging 5.7 yards per rush and only 4.6 per pass so maybe maybe we do run it more right you're saying if we're down hell that's a better play to run it versus throw it 4.6 if you have enough time i look God, that's it's, bad. Anytime Saquon has the ball in his hands, I'm not going to complain. But as you no. guys know, if, you know, Saquon said the other day, you know, when people said it looks easy, he said, it is hard in the NFL to run against a stacked front. It just is hard. You know, you can do certain things, but it's not a steady oh, diet tough. that you want against a front like that when they got all those guys up. It, you're just not going to have sustained success doing that. Yeah. It's the NFL. You got to throw the ball, right? You got to throw it sometimes. Odell Beckham was in the building yesterday. No news or news? What is it? What do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it's not news in yeah. the sense to where it sounds good on Twitter, Giants sure. Twitter. He ain't coming here. No. When he gets healthy, he is going to a team that is guaranteed to go to the playoffs. He's going to a team to where he can continue because what he does in the regular season really doesn't matter anymore. We know what he is. He's dynamic. He can catch his legacy. And if he wants to be immortalized and, you know, all the hair and the dances and all that, he if he goes to another team that has another playoff run and he can contribute within that play or those three, four games in the playoffs and in that Super Bowl, that's the team he's going to. He went to go see Shep. 
But just the fact that they let him back in the building just goes to show this new regime. Remember, everybody, and I'm not going to say the beat writer's name, everybody wanted to write that he was a bad guy in the locker room and he, you know, he was a me guy. I didn't like the interview with Lil Wayne. Like, I, that was a bad optic right there. But at the same time, Every teammate would say he's a great guy in the locker room. He's buying guys stuff, dance. They doing TikToks and dancing and all that stuff back in the day. For them to let him in the building goes to show that, okay, maybe that hatchet is buried. But if the Giants are in some sort of playoff mode or, or, or on the verge of going to the playoffs, I don't see him coming back and coming to this team in this offense unless he has a shot to make to, to go and play in the playoffs. He still has a locker in the Rams locker room, okay? His locker is still there. So there is a great expectation that he will re-sign with them. Oh, by the way, the Giants have a better record than the Rams right now, but I don't they think anyone's terrible. thinking the Giants have a better chance of the playoffs. The Rams look terrible yesterday. I'm the, sorry. The Rams look bad. Yes, the Rams need Odell, but let's look, he tore his ACL in a Super Bowl. He's more than a month away. So when Odell Beckham, it's reported he's in the Giants locker room, I get it. It's news. It's news because it's Odell Beckham, it's OBJ, OMG in the NYG, right? Hey, I just made that up. That's pretty good. Pretty good, right? Not bad. Oh, Paul. No good. Should, no good. Should, Lawrence, yeah, no, 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 it's very good. It's okay, just the way you, you the way you asked yourself. TikTok it was funny. Yeah. Paul, it's just been signed by Young Money. He's an hour rapper. Young you. Money. I, nothing young. Spitting bars. Young, me and Young Joker, maybe, though. Maybe we're going to make, make some sweet music together. Yeah. But look, I get it. I get it. But then you do some research and you look. He's great friends with Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard's going through a rough time. He's going to have his leg, his knee cut open again. Odell's been there. So I think he was there to see him, talk to him, hang out, go to dinner. He's also, you know, he and Saquon are pretty, pretty tight. So there's reasons for him to be here. Brandon, I agree with you that, look, if there were like, look, Odell's not coming in our building. Look, he is a free agent, so there's no tampering or anything. He was there. Um, I heard he did not talk to Joe Shane. He did not talk to Brian Dable. This was not a visit. He can't even work out. So there's no visit possible. I think he'll be with the Rams. Uh, you know, he needs to get healthy, first of all. But it's fun. Right. When 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 he's in the building, I mean, put it this way. If I was around, you know, doing something, doing a project and I looked around and I said, was that Odell walking into the building? It's not like I would have said that's eh, probably nothing. Listen, sometimes people like to go back to the first girl that broke up with them. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying it's done, but it would be a really cool story. It would be really cool. And he leads this team on some sort of run playoff. Uh, it would run, be, that would be, it would oh be my. epic. Cause oh. I mean, what he brought to the city, the electricity, but first you need someone to throw it to him. So we'll figure that part out. It would definitely give you a lot to write about Paul. So oh. let's get into these predictions. Now giants run game, 200 yards over under Y and Ooh. go. Man, 200 yards. I'm going to say under. The Packers can play a pretty good quality defense. Um, I do think we'll get some other areas of the of the offense going. I'm going to say under 200 yards. I'm going to say under as well. Look, it's hard to get the ball from the Packers, so the Packers are going to control the ball a little bit. The Giants might have fewer snaps on offense. 200 is a lot. Look, Saquon has been great, but no, no running back has 140, 150, you know, 87, 120. At some point, there's a 30-yard clunker in there. There just is. I'm going to go under 200. Aaron Rodgers, 187 yards passing. Oh, I think he goes over that. He's not averaging a crazy number this year, but he's somewhere in the mid-twos. It's Aaron Rodgers, for God's sakes. I don't care who, who they're playing. I like our Giants defense, but 
You know, he had a nice game. I tweeted it out yesterday. He had a very nice game last year against Wink Martindale defense of Baltimore. Um, three touchdowns, 280-ish. So I'm going to say over. I'll say over. Yeah, you know, one chunk play. You know, look, they gave up a chunk play to um, Justin Fields last week, right, and Mooney. Right, 50-something yards. You know, with good coverage and a great catch, I say over. Giants defense, 1.5 turnovers. I'm going to say over. Just a hunch. I think they get two turnovers. I'm going to say under. I'm not hunching it. I'm going by stats. As you said, Lawrence, they're the only team in the league without an interception. This is not an easy guy to intercept. Um, I'm going to say under. All right, let's get into the game prediction. Predict the game, the outcome, and the score. Go. I'm obviously going to be at this game. Naturally, I want to pick the Giants. I do. I think they kind of just do it. Just do it. There's a lot going on. You know, quarterback situation is up in the air. There will be a crazy atmosphere. I think there will be a lot of Giants fans, right? A lot of Packers fans. I'm going to pick the Packers. I think the Packers are going to beat them 23-17. Just too much Aaron Rodgers, and we're still trying to figure things out on offense. So not a bad thing, but I think the Giants will lose. Yeah, I look, I everyone says I'm too negative. I picked the Giants to beat the Bears. They beat the Bears. I'm going to pick them to lose. I think the Packers could put a 30 on the Giants. I really do. I just think, I don't think the Giants are going to be able to sustain a lot on offense. You know, it's going to be hard to take the ball away from him. You know, unless Kayvon, you know, Aziz Ojalari, last play of the game, might have tweaked that calf. So we'll see Wednesday, Thursday. You know, that's one of those things. Calf, he's out again. So we'll see about that. We'll see. That's not good. I think it could be something like 30 to 14. I just think, Look, the Giants have been playing on the margin. The Giants have scored 76 points this season and given up 71, and they're 3-1. and one. I mean, that's pretty darn good. That's good coaching, good karma, good luck, good everything. Now it's good day in uh, London. I think it's going to be a problem, and I will be there as well, Lars. I'm going to go Packers 17-12. Uh, at the time of this recording, we just don't know who the quarterback's going to be, and I don't see them – I don't see the Giants scoring that many points. You know, if Daniel Jones doesn't play – I see it's going to be a Graham Goodnell game. The Scotsman is going to uh, show all of England how great his leg is. And speaking of the Scotsman, as we wrap up this episode of the Blue Rush podcast, where we're previewing the game between the three and one Giants and the three and one Packers, let's toss it to the Scotsman to wrap up this episode. OBJ, OMG in the NYG. And that says cheerio to episode 114. That's a lot of shows of the Blue Rush podcast, our New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Harts for producing the show. New episodes of Blue Rush drop Monday mornings and Thursdays. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your bloody podcasts. For Paul Schwartz and Brandon London, I'm the Scotsman in London. We will return to your eardrums on Monday following Giants Packers. Thanks for listening to Blue Rush, you filthy animals. Me and Young Joker, maybe, though. Maybe we're going to make, make some sweet music together.